I'm a competitor. I guess in a perfect world, everyone would like their phone to ring, you know, all their business to come inbound, of course. Who wouldn't want that? That's a great life. But I love the hunt because number one, it keeps me sharp. So I'm always going to call a few hours a day, whether it's follow-ups uh, into the sphere, into new people, because it's the old adage, right? If, if you and I were on a wet board and we drew, a whiteboard and we drew this big circle and we drew the circle of people we know versus people we don't, people we don't is going to be huge. And I always want to continue to hunt out there and see what we can see what I can find, see how much better I could personally get. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to talk to George Dulamis, the man who's doing about $430 million a year in luxury sales, getting it through cold calling, which is like a man after my own heart, getting on the phones, not afraid to get dirty and get the deals. Um, and you guys are doing luxury at some level of scale, some level of volume. So George, thank you so much for coming on. We'll be talking about a number of things today, guys. We'll be talking about the new show that they're launching, talking about how to get luxury via the phone, um, among other ways. And so if you're looking to do some big deals, this is going to be the episode to listen to. George, thank you for coming on. Take us into it, man. Like what, what, what shifted you from the focus to, from anything to just luxury? Sure. Well, it's so, so glad to have on. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, what really shifted from my early days when I was uh, selling real estate in Palm Beach County, I would set up a Zoom like this and I would prospect with other agents and they would always complain, oh, I got to do 30 deals just to get to 10 million. And I would say to them, like, why aren't we striving as a you know collective group to help each other get to two to five to $10 million houses? Oh, we can never sell those. So it was always a mindset. And I, right at the beginning, wanted to get to that upper level because the way I looked at it, instead of doing... I don't know, 50 transactions, maybe you get 20 million in, you could do five to 10 and you're already at 20 and you can keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And I like the clientele, to be honest with you, um, is a lot easier to deal with than it was. Because a lot of times when you're, you're selling a $2 million, $3 million house, right? I mean, they just expect you to do your job. They're not bothering you. Like what's easier about a big client than a small client? Oh, correct. So the expectations are always there. You're 100% right. But it, for that clientele, they're looking for experts. They are looking for someone to come in, hey, this is what I want. And, you know, if your sales pitch is X, Y, Z, they're fine with it, you know, if they want to bring you on, but you just, just do your job. They're not going to be over your back. Like, and I guess it's fair to this, this isn't a $500,000 listing where this may be their only asset. A lot of the clients that we deal with, these are second home and investors. So it's simply like, hey, I need you to get this done check in with me once a week, let me know what's going on. In some cases, just let me know when it's going to close and I'm good. But still, you know, you have a level of expectation, but yes, you don't have that constant. Hey, why did no one look at my Zillow today? Why aren't my uh, numbers up? It, it is a, just a different world to deal with. So obviously, you know, a better, clear expectation from the very beginning. Now, are these homes in your area a lot harder to sell at the $2 million price point than your, you know, maybe your median price homes? The last two years, no, <laughs> but you know, uh, since I would say the beginning of this year, we are coming back to a, we call a more balanced market. So I, I can tell you flat, flat out right now, if you're $1 over market, your home's going to sit. Um, so yes, uh, I said 2019, let's say it's, you know, same thing. It's going to be a level of difficulty. You're going to be priced right. You're going to be marketed correctly. And then you're going to have to ensure that you have somebody who knows how to sell it. 
you know, when I say by that, someone, if they're, if they're going to go and actually show the house and how to, you know, exemplify all the features, walk through everything, how to really sell it. So um, I think now it's coming back to the real agents have to get back to working before it was a real benefit of the old, was it two market, two uh, plan marketing, right? Stick the sign on the ground, cross your fingers, hopefully somebody calls you. So when you're marketing these $2 million homes, now that the market's starting to shift, like what, how has your marketing plan changed this year compared to last year? I would say the intensity of it. You need to make sure that home is everywhere it needs to be. You know, uh, for our market, we know exactly where the buyers come from. There's usually five to six states. So if we need to reach out to other brokerages we work with or other top agents that have sold there, we're getting to, you know, we're going to call them. We're going to talk to them. We're going to let them know exactly what we have, especially for us being investment properties. We're going to let them know what the cap rate is for their clients. If someone's looking to move, you know, $2 million and they want a cap rate, it used to be, you know, everyone wanted 10%. Now the 10% is very hard to get because prices have rose so much. And I'd say rental income has come down a little now. You know, finding a property that has that 7%, 8% cap rate, if you're lucky, knowing who to get that to. And, you know, the other side of it, uh, you know, I work for the Blankenship Group, is that people know what we do. So people on the team will actually get inbound phone calls from other agents because they know, hey, what do you have coming? Uh, I have a client ready to go. They're ready to spend, you know, $6 million in what we call 1031 money. That's money that's already, they've already made a transaction. They had to spend the money by a certain date. So we do get that. But, you know, building up to that and work all the hardworking men and women on the team, we've kind of built to that. So that's kind of a benefit of the team. But I would say the marketing has just been stepped up 10x, social media channels by 10. And then sometimes it's old fashioned, just calling around people that you know, or in some cases, you may call one area that may want to trade up and get closer to the beach and let them know what's for sale. So when you talk about six, seven, eight caps, I mean, when they're spending $2 million, $6 million, I mean, are they still getting a, a return? Um, are they making 6 7 8% on, on these big spends? It really depends. You know, there's going to be some sections here, like, a, like a, we're located here in uh, Destin slash 30A. For those who visit here, uh, 30A is probably the higher price points, especially on the east end. Those are a lot tougher to get that, you know, 6 to 8%. In some cases, now, some cases... The home has had rental income for years. They have a following that come back to it. But there's also sections of Destin. There's a uh, section called Crystal Beach. Always terrific returns there. People have stayed there forever. It's right across from the beach. And these houses have eight, 10 bedrooms. So the whole family, the whole extended family can come down together. So that's where you start. You see some of the bigger returns in that section. So this is obviously, it's a benefit for you guys because that, that, there's multiple ways that you can sell these properties, right? It's not just like, oh, it's a dream vacation home, which it could be, but it's also like, hey, people could actually invest there. I mean, six, seven, and eight cap on a six, five, six million dollar spend. That's not a terrible thing, right? Because a lot of times these commercial investors would be getting the same or less in multifamily or are these other investments? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really where our buyer pool is. Don't get me wrong. Over the last couple of years, um, with, you know, with COVID in Florida really didn't get that many restrictions and most people work from home. So a lot of people said, Hey, I'm going to get my second house down there. I'll spend more time. And these, this is a little bit different buyer. They're not so much worried about, Oh, Oh, I got to pay my mortgage. I have to have this paid off and then make my money on top of that. Some of them are just happy that maybe it covers their taxes, insurance, some of the HOA, and then not to come out of their pocket too much. So it really depends on your goals coming into the area and what you're really looking to get. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the prospecting aspect because that's the, the exciting thing for me. Like you drummed up all this business, it sounds like on the phones, right? A lot of people who work luxury are, are doing tons of networking and they're, they're using the relationship angle. You guys are grinding the phones. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's really where I cut my teeth in this business. Um, from, from the minute I began that first six months, I was probably like every agent, I was throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what would stick. And I would do it. I was writing blogs and trying to get SEO and a bunch of crazy stuff. I came across somebody on YouTube in 2014, 15 ish, right around there. And he was doing prospecting. I'd follow it. I'd say, you know what? Yes, I'm scared like hell to call. But if I can get in front of these people, if I could, my excitement, my energy comes out, I probably could convert some. If he can do it, why can't I? So that's really where it started from. Heck, at the beginning, first couple of years, I could get into $5 million homes. I couldn't close them yet because when you get to that level, sometimes the first thing they ask you, how many $5 million homes have you sold? But the point is I started seeing, I said, wait, I can get in, I can get in front of these people. I then now have to work on the next part. So over the years, whether it's been through coaching, I, you know, I, I worked with some, not, excuse me, I was coached by a few programs. I would reach out to podcasts when I'd hear people that were, doing cold calling for luxury homes. I got connected one time with somebody uh, through Connecticut, great agent up there. He uh, trained me for a month, really on uh, like Jordan Belfort type of stuff. Yep. And that took my, to a whole new level with tonality, when to whisper, when to get someone's attention. And that really took it to a new level where I can get on the phone with anybody. And I'm not gonna use the cheesy line. I could close anybody anytime, but what, what I could start figuring out was Okay, this person's not ready to make a move yet, but the follow-up game is where all the money's at. Yeah. So I can get you on the phone if you weren't ready to sell yet, put processes in place, follow up, and then eventually get the business. So I, I studied Jordan Belfort quite a bit as far as, you know, I have his books. I've listened to a lot of the stuff he's put out on the internet. How did you apply that content specifically to the luxury market? Um, pattern interrupts. I know he didn't teach that part. He teaches looping to go back, but tonality was probably the next level because I learned early on, I would call you as an expired listing and Hey, this is George with one, two, three, you know, uh, realty. Yeah. And I could hear their voice like, <sighs> and I would, that would start registering. Like, okay. Every time they'd say that I had to come up with a pattern interrupt. How could I knock them off? So I already had that trait. Now with the tonality is where I think that really helped me. Uh, I would notice what does the tonality sound sure. like? So even something as simple as when I, you know, you give that line, you know, Hey, Matt, and the, even that upswing and what he calls a derivative or I forget the term, but I call it an upswing. Even those can lock that subconscious in for a second. If I'm saying a line, a, a phrase I always use to get the person engaged, instead of saying, Hey man, I'm curious how in the world did your home not sell? I would start off slowly. Hey, I'm just curious. How in the world did this home not sell? Then I'd come up. But the reason I would start that beginning and that that lower for my voice, and I'd slow down because I'm usually a fast speaker. I would slow down a little because I know you would have to start listening, and that would start registering your subconscious and your brain to go, "Hey, he sounds different. What does he want? To, what does he want to know? What's his question?" Yeah, and they would hang on. And so, with the tonality, you know, being modulated. It, it exudes confidence in a way that is not exuded when you're not modulated. How did you start getting around the, you haven't sold a $5 million house yet? 
you can do two things in real estate, which is great. You can partner up with people. Um, definitely can do that. And I recommend that to anybody. If you're a hustler, if you're not afraid of failing and you're getting out there and maybe in the listing appointments, they're coming back and saying, hey, I would get this a lot. George, we really like you a lot, but we have to go with somebody who has a track record of doing it. So I started looking around the office. I'd partner up with other agents and say, listen, I want to learn from you. I have not achieved this level with closed sales yet. Um, can I work with you? That would be, I would say, that's really the cheat code for agents. If you're good enough to start getting in front of people, get somebody next to you that when they ask that question, hey, you've never sold a $3 million house because you know every, every market's different. Um, why would we choose you? Now you have somebody on your side and it becomes not just you, like we did this, you know? We've sold this, therefore we belong in this space and we can show you how we're gonna execute and get it sold. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, and then you're referencing them as your partner or, or however your mm -hmm. structure is. So how many times did you need to do that before? I'm assuming you did that for a while or are you still partner with those original people? No, that was originally when I ran that problem, I was in South Florida selling real estate. Um, you know, the team I belong to now, yes, does it open doors for you? 100%. But if they don't look at you as an expert, like know and trust you, forget it. You're not even going to get in the door. So. I've noticed now, even at the higher level, if you know how to speak the language and, and you've already sold that level, that confidence, like you mentioned earlier on, that comes out. So the minute that comes out, they know you know how to play in that space. And to be honest with you, I've worked on marketing and branding for so long that before I step foot in that house or the nice thing here, sometimes we just do it over Zoom because they don't live here or over the phones. By the time they engage with me for that second follow-up call, they know everything about me and what the team can do for them. Because you're sending them out some pre-marketing. Like if you're scheduling a Zoom call, you probably have a page or an email or something that goes out to them and say, here's some videos about us. Here's what we do in this space type of thing. Yeah, correct. I'll either do a bomb bomb where I can connect with them video first so they can kind of, yes, they heard me on the phone or maybe saw a couple PDFs, but I want them to really connect before we have a chance to talk again. So a lot of times you're, when you're dealing with somebody who's in the millions, buying properties in the millions, they're usually very busy. They've got objectives and a mission how much will they actually spend time reviewing your stuff before they meet with you? I think sometimes, most of the time we make decisions, it, truth be told, it's a gut decision. So if I can connect with them really well on the phone 
if I can show that I'm different, yes, I may send something or talk about something on a screen record to them. Typically that next call, they're ready to go. So if I say, hey, why don't I do this? Let me send some information over. We just spoke on the phone. Take a look at it. And I'll, I'll, usually, intru I'll usually introduce this part. Let, let me give you 24 hours. Take a look at it. And with your permission, can I call you back tomorrow, 11 a.m.? By that time, they've reviewed it. And you know, as, as agents, we can track that and see if they're really. And that's where you know they start getting engaged. And you do this long enough, you're like, okay, I get it. They've looked at my stuff. They've clicked on links. I know they read it. Now it's time for me to just go in and close them. Lead sources, the, the lines you're using earlier were reflective of like an expired lead source. Like what, what lead sources do you guys work to get the business? Uh, me personally on the team, I'm using expireds, cancels, just solds, uh, pendings, sphere of influence. Uh, what I really like to do, because if I drive, I've done this forever. If I'm driving on the road, let's say, or if I'm seeing some buildings or some condos, I never had a chance to sell or a beautiful neighborhood that maybe overlooking the Gulf of Mexico where we're at, I might just wait for a good, some good news to start communicating to that neighborhood. If I want an entry point in, or, you know, some things we'll do, we'll, we'll find out who a developer is. We'll find out their projects, kind of look, see how they're doing stuff and, you know, build relationships from that point. But through the phones, really pretty much at four or five things, expired cancels, just sold pendings. And the way I look at it, my job is to get this information to them. Yes, everybody has access to Zillow now and all our data is in the public's hand, but let's be honest, if you're running a, a big company or if you're working a nine to five, are you really gonna go home and start researching everything on your house and your values, especially on an investment property? Probably not. So that's my job to kind of communicate that out to them. So you're in these $2 million and up homes quite often, does it kind of ruin you to other homes? Like, like are all, like, it's like when you eat the finest foods every day, all of a sudden, like, you know, other foods don't taste as good. Is, is it kind of like that with housing? Uh, to an extent, but you got to remember, I, I was in a different market before. So I will say for somebody who started here and let's say someone started in 2020, when the market went crazy and you're kind of open up and getting a $3 million listing probably isn't that big of a deal to some people here. Cause it's like everything they see, it's like, wait, 3 million, 6 million, 10 million, 12 million. But where I used to work a $650,000 listing back in 2017, that was fully renovated or new, it was gorgeous. But yeah, you come here and I'm definitely appreciative and uh, definitely humbled by the opportunities that are a 10th of a mile all around us. Yeah. And so how does being in contact with people that are, can afford five, three, five million dollar homes all the time. Like, how, how does that shape? Like, are you getting advice from these people? Like, what what does interacting with high level people do for you, other than obviously making really big commissions? Well, sometimes you know, that's a great question because sometimes before you dial, or let's say you're getting information, maybe you find out that person owns a company or they just sold a company for you know, thirty five million or something or forty million you start telling yourself a story. So I wouldn't do that. Cause I think what, what really attracts my, my personality to them and vice versa is if they've earned their money, if they've been an entrepreneur and they made great strides to make these big moves in life, they respect what you're doing. If you're calling them, if you're on the point, if you have your expertise and there's somebody that maybe they kind of see what they did in you, it connects. And I, you know, I like to see that and see the levels they've done. And that makes me sharper in my game. Cause if I meet somebody 
who I have the full respect for, extremely sharp. They run all these businesses. I think to myself, okay, for them, how do I get to that level uh, professionally? How do I run my systems? How do I run my day-to-day? How do I conduct myself? So it definitely raises the game of myself, just in both personal and practice, you know, in uh, professional life. Have you gotten close enough to any of your clients where they've kind of taken you behind the scenes in their businesses and or anything like that? Over the years, you know, they've kind of shown what they've done and f- a few things like the greatest, um, I think, respect someone's given me that brought me in. They're like, hey, I have a small circle. I take care of all my people. Uh, and this is somebody I didn't even sell his house yet. And he's like, you're in my circle now. So you hear something like that and that really resonates. You're like, I made such an impression on this person. Not only like talking on the phone is great. I could, you know, it's the old saying, you could sell anybody, but it it comes down to whatever you say. And if you can deliver on that, those are what the people that are going to love you. They're going to bring you in closer and say, because nowadays, what are we full of, right? We could pull up our Instagram today and I was laughing. I sent this to somebody I work with. Somebody said they're the number one team in this one area. I know they're not. But we're, we are in a business in real estate where everybody's number one. And I'm number one on a Tuesday for selling waterfront homes. You know, it's crazy. So I think these the poor consumers get inundated with this when they talk to us. And everybody's the first thing they say, oh, I'm number one here. And I sell more than this person. When reality, if you can deliver on those promises and you can show them success through your actions and that you're going to carry out everything you say you're going to do, I guarantee you 99% of your interactions with people with money, uh, regular Joes, they're going to bring you in closer. They're always going to trust you. So you've broken into this. Now at this point, do you still have to prospect quite a bit? A lot of business coming to you. What does your business look like today? I still like to prospect every day. I look for different. Now it's we're kind of, I'm trying to do different things with the calling, different ways that we're sending out. Uh, personalized videos to some of these people that we, because every day I'm a competitor. I guess in a perfect world, everyone would like their phone to ring, you know, all their business to come inbound. Of course, I mean, who wouldn't want that? That's a great life. But I love the hunt because number one, it keeps me sharp. So I'm always going to call a few hours a day, whether it's follow-ups into the sphere, into new people, because it's the old adage, right? If if you and I were on a wet board and we, a whiteboard, and we drew this big circle and we drew the circle of people we know versus people we don't, people we don't, it's going to be huge. And I always want to continue to hunt out there and see what we can see what I can find, see how much better I could personally get. So you guys have about 10 people on your team doing 430 some odd million dollars a year. It's so like $40 million a year a person in production, which is just crazy. You guys are getting ready to launch a TV show, which you think you said you had one episode done. Tell us about that. Yeah, myself and another gentleman on the team, we uh, we launched a YouTube series called Talk Show. We wanted to do that style because we're not really seeing it. And it gives us the ability on the show. We have funds with it. You know, it's uh, instead of coffee for closers, we're cocktails for closers. We have drinks on the on the set. It's fun. And it gives us a chance to talk about what we love to do, right? We, we talk about our area, what's uh, some great sales, what's closed. But we also get to talk about right now topics that are consumers are dealing with like good inventory versus bad inventory for our market, such a heavy investment market. If you're getting ready to sell the home in this type of market, it's not about just green space and curb appeal, what you really have to do to get a home to get ready to be competitive in this market. And we have interviews with people we call it happy hour, which is great. So it's just another fun tool. And to be honest with you, then we take this tool and we send it out to our consumers. 
to say, hey, this is what we're doing every single day. Even in our fun time, we're going to talk about real estate and continue to stay on the market. What do you see as your vision for the next 12 to 18 months? I mean, it, I've heard this before, you know, every year you want your 1099 to go up, right? Yeah. So that's probably the average. I like, I see the content side of marketing and branding going to grow tremendously. It already has for real estate. I think it's going to be more so. I'd like to be more immersed in that and to ensure that the stuff I have come out is getting in front of the right people. So when it's time for them to make a major decision, I'm top of mind for them. Yeah. Awesome. So obviously you're going to be taking a lot of the sales, the commissions, you're going to be pouring into the content side. Where do you want to see your business? Like how much production do you guys see yourself doing in the next five to 10 years? I think it's market. Um, you know, it's going to depend on the market, but you know what? We're always looking every year. I mean, this year we have a big goal. I mean, it'd be great. Let's say two, three years, let's double it. Yeah. Or even better, let's see if we can hit the 1 billion mark. I mean, that would be the ultimate goal. I mean, if we're looking at, you know, how do we get there? Do we, you know, is it expansion? Is it, you know, more markets, um, penetration? Is it prices going up? You know, it could be a lot of that, but I think if, if we continue as our team, you know, we got a great team leader, Bo named after Bo Blankenship, you know, he kind of, if we keep following his lead and the stuff he does, and I think the sky's the limit. I work with, honestly, I work with so many intelligent and great people every day on the team and we have a good, a good core group of young, younger people that are bringing in more, I would say, social media and trying to help us older people look at it. But they open our eyes up with everything. So it's just a, to have an atmosphere like that, I've never been around it. Yeah. And it's just a phenomenal opportunity that I, I love doing every day. Awesome, man. Well, George, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. Um, for those of you out there listening, write down what you learned from the day. I mean, maybe it's the tonality, the Belfort kind of method being implemented in real estate. Maybe it's just the mindset, like just not being scared to take a big listing uh, to go out there and really do some, some luxury. So write down something you learned, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 